want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach. But they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. episode of everything cool this probably be the last episode of cycle four before we transition into cycle five and to end this we have a non-stranger to me but he might not be a stranger to you either introducing to my guest on the left we have mr julian believe in a visit <laughs> so you know well, we did an episode with him earlier this year, but that was him at, actually, that wasn't this year. Yeah. That was at his birthday last year. It was almost that time again. Yeah. And I've always had great experiences at his birthday party, the one last year, as well as in 2019 before the pandemic. And then, you know, I've gotten to know him, Cassius, over this last year. So, you know, hopefully this year, you, you having a good day? Oh, absolutely. Year? This one is probably going to be my biggest and best. Okay, which... which that's kind of a fall on your birthday. I was born on the birthday. It's, um, was your birthday is like the 11th the 14th. or 10th? It's the 14th. Okay, and then it's the next week. Days. Okay. So, yeah. So, we got a clear launch spot. And, you know, into what's thing you guys think of the mile week, weekend before, and then you have Carnival the weekend after. So, you know. But um, he needs no further introduction. So, I guess we going off from where we last left off. Because we, we spoke... Somewhat briefly, um, when it came to uh, year early start and everything like that, and then as I was thinking, we we basically surmised everything. But what we really didn't touch on it was the wine element, and then obviously you've come here to you know talk about your new single "Push Back," as well as some other singles. Because you probably put you put out more more music since then as well. Absolutely. So absolutely, there's an array of stuff we can actually discuss, and I'm glad to be able to mm-hmm. to share, you know, some exclusive stuff with, with you guys over here, and and just like I think a lot. What I learned is a lot of pe- people wanted to see me off stage and, and learn about me off the stage, mm-hmm. and I think I I didn't always give people an opportunity to to to, to really learn and understand who Julian Believe is off the stage. So mm-hmm. uh, this year I've dedicated to, to humanizing myself. You know what I mean? Getting people a little bit more insight on the business of, of music and uh, my wine business and all the other stuff that I'm involved in. And and now it's just about the pushback um, rhythm and, and the momentum that we're trying to create uh, or that we're creating um, with it. You know, so I'm but, just glad to be here, bro. Yeah. But I feel like that's something that you've been trying to do since 2018 with the whole trying to be more personal I have, I have, but you know, sometimes it takes a while, and yeah. I um, there was a lot of stuff that happened in between then. Something because that's a six year, seven year spot. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. The, in the Bahamas, you know, yeah. our time is different from every other time, every other place. 
Right. You know, so yeah. um, it's taken me, you know, I've been doing music for over 20 years now. Because if you get it's 23. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking on 25 years. I started yeah. when I was 13. So, yeah. um, like, it's been a long time, you know, but there were a lot of stuff that happened in between 2018 and um, now. Mm-hmm. Um, some things to propel me forward and then some things to, you know, make me pause and take a step back. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm more or less, I'm, all, I'm open to, you know, the conversation to, you know, getting feedback from a lot of persons or if people have questions online, you know, you can always, um, you know, um, you can feel free to ask me them, you know, because I know you got the cameras behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I see so, everybody, um, they could send you messages. So, okay, so which, which was interesting at the birthday celebration last year, and we're going to get into the wine element. Um, well, you said on stage with Nappy Farmer about, you know, in... Well, it's not just a music game, really a retirement plan when you're an artist. So you always have to venture off into other things and sort of find a foothold and use the art to somewhat fund that. Mm-hmm. And then that sort of stabilizes you to where you're more free to create. Right. So tell us about that whole process and why you started to get into like not just creating another business venture, mm-hmm. but then using the music to promote that and then both of them work in tandem. So I will take it back to like 2016 when I met Ronnie Butler. Okay. Um, I, my whole career, I never had an opportunity to, to speak with him one-on-one at all or get an opportunity to literally meet him and shake his hand mm. uh, until then. Mm. And um, I always made it my business to pick his brain for whatever I could um, because he was the legend. He's the icon. He's that person staple when you say Bahamian music and culture over the years he has been that person and um, you know we discussed uh, many things um, that we wanted to bring to fruition and one of them was always product development you know mm-hmm. and having stuff to leave for the Bahamian people to remember and buy and um, the wine concept was definitely something that we wanted to bring to light mm-hmm. he and I mm-hmm. um, unfortunately you know he passed away so I was never able to um, have that moment, but mm-hmm. still decided to 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 release it. And you know, one day in the near future, I hope to have Ronnie's face on some of the bottles. You know, so I hear you have his own particular flavor. Yeah, it's right. okay. So how is that? Because you started launches in the pandemic. So how is that? It grown since twenty. Uh, yeah, I said was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Crazy thing is, we was we we were planning to release it from twenty eighteen, and then when Hurricane Dorian hit that week, that Saturday was the day that we was gonna launch it in Nassau. Because uh, Kool Aid then would always say, "Wait, like he let us taste the wine at his birthday, bro." I said, "Bro, I don't remember that." Yeah, yeah, like this was twenty. Yeah, May twenty nineteen. Right. I was like. Oh, for real? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was there. Yeah, I mean, and I was like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to Julian Blue, you got to make sure you come to one. I believe you will have a great time. As I believe that they've had a good time. So, like, now, but I was on stage with uh-huh. Angela Hunt there, Wasi was there, yeah. um, a lot of artists was on stage, um, me and Jamal Roll, Cassius, all of the balls were one in our hand. And I made that announcement to people, letting them know that, listen, um, this is something that you can look forward to. Uh, and yeah, since then, um, you 
know, that was that was May 2019. September 2019 was the official release date. Mm. And we had to pause because of, you know, Hurricane Dorian. And um, when the pandemic hit, it was like, well, I don't care what's going on right now. I think this is a good opportunity for us to be able to put it out and market it in a way that could save us two to five years. Yeah, because it was almost like the bootleggers. Because that's when the liquor stores were closed. That's the thing. Liquor stores was closed. Right. I, it was hand delivering um, mm-hmm. some stuff. I actually, I always say I learned a lot of things from you, though. I, I was like, I come to him to buy two bottles of wine. This way, it's just like, six. yeah. He was like, you know? man, like I say, you sex for this, that, and that. I was like, I ain't come for this, but it, all right, no, cool. And I, it, it, yeah. <laughs> and I get really like, grateful for that because, yeah. you know, around that time, uh, it was funny because a lot of people wasn't expecting to see me pull up in my bands and sell wine, part of the bar trunk, but like, I felt like, like, I studied Master P. I watched the way he came up with No Limit. They were selling stuff on the back of their trunk. Uh-huh. And this, to me, was like the new Bahamas Master, um, the Bahamas No Limit movement. Mm. And um, literally, I parked my car up every day during the pandemic when all the liquor stores were closed. And mm. I had like 10 other people doing it at the same time mm. when they was delivering food or anything like that. And buying, you just got your wine. And... Believe it or not, we sold about fifty thousand bottles oh, wow. um, during that that run. Mm. You know, we um, and it's that's a lot of bottles when you think about it. It is because um, y'all were selling it. I'm selling it to where you could okay, this cooking wine you could do this or this y'all could yeah, do. You know, yeah. Mm. But I feel like if you give them something to support, they're they gonna support it. Mm. You know, and if something that's solid and it's good, and you present it to them right, they gonna support it. Mm. You know, and so the narrative of uh, you know we don't we don't support. I, I I don't agree with it anymore. You know, I feel like we have a way that we support, and people may not be satisfied with that or be happy with that. You know, you know, but we support. I think most of the times is the support comes from. I guess, tried and proven products. And the product don't necessarily have to be something that you're selling at that time. It got to be you the seller. Like, okay, I've sold this and done this. So I've created a brand of, hey, this, I give whatever I give you is, you know, top tier. So whatever I sell in it, it could be with it clothes or real estate or whatever. I ain't going to do it unless... It's top tier, so you could believe in the brand of the seller, not necessarily the product. <laughs> believe is a powerful word. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'll say is, but uh-huh. I ain't telling you it was easy. Uh-huh. Um, the Hammonds, we have this way of putting you through the fire. Yeah, it's like we got to put you through the ringer first, see if you um, about this life, and if we could see that you could withstand the the, the CYC movement and co. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, we're going to rock with you. And I said that because even online, like when we, when we had released it, I saw a couple of dudes, they was just hating for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, bro, you ain't even realizing what y'all doing right now. Um, 
I looked at it. One guy was like, man, this wine tastes like spoiled grapes. I will never forget. I snapshot the photo and I posted it and I put it in my, um, my office on the wall so I could always use it for motivation. Mm. And he said, it tastes like spoiled grapes and it was, it was, it was so bitter. He never tastes wine like that before in his life. And he said, I believe wines tasted horrible. And I said to myself, damn, the nigga can't read. It's dry wine? He picked up the wrong flavor. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up the wrong flavor. Uh, that's what I was saying. If it's nice, it's dry. It's, it's dry. Yeah. yeah, you see what I'm saying? And, and I wanted to respond to him so bad and say, bro. Yeah. You know, and then you know how my is go, babies get off. Yeah. And it wasn't nothing else to do during the pandemic. So they they got off on it. But what he did for me, why I was so grateful was he used his platform to promote my product. So I didn't have to really pay Facebook for the ads. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that this dude can post a comment, even though it has a negative connotation, it's still positive because at the end of the day, a thousand people shared his post. Mm-hmm. And then that went, that created like this wave of, you know what, even though he's black and he's Bahamian, we're going to talk bad about him. And, um, and I always like to address these elephants in the rooms now because mm. in the past I didn't. And people, they started to believe some of the foolishness that they was hearing. Mm. And I just making it clear that, you know what, I'm not saying our product is going to be for everyone. Oh. But what I am going to say is read the label so you know what's the best product for you like with wines you have many flavors of wines that you could try and like in our instance our portfolio we have five different skews mm. so we have um a sweet red mm. and a sweet white which you know most on in the bahamian community are red like the mother we like we like, yeah. we like sweet wines yeah then you have a semi-sweet we have a semi-sweet white wine and then we have like a, a pinot grigio which is a dry um white and then you know, we have a dry red, which mm. is like a Merlot. So mm. um, we released it like this so we could have something that caters to the entire mass of the bombers, the entire market. Mm. And um, I, I, I'm so happy to say that through all the promotion that we got during the pandemic, that saved us about two to five years worth of PR mm. in the market. So tell me about, because you was actually taking the wine on the road. So how you was transporting, like, Browse of this wine. <laughs> but I know if I could talk about this online. Because <laughs> I, I used to be like, wait, hold on, you have an affair. So, How are you getting this over there? <laughs> all right, so I, I thank God I have some really great people in my life mm-hmm. and people who believe in what we're doing and wanting to take this, want to see this behemoth on product uh, global. And so what used to happen is anytime I had family or friends coming over, I would give them like two cases or three cases and tell them, just drop up at my cousin's house in Miami. Mm. And literally, we've been doing that since. Like every month, we have people go over and just, just take mm. it over and bring it. Mm. And then, you know, a couple of times when I travel through, I'll put, um, you know, um, like two or three cases inside the suitcase and, and just bring it over or whatever. Mm. Um, and, and just do it like that. And... Um, we just do a lot of wine competitions, wine festivals, just for the brand awareness and, and you know, collaborating with different um, companies to find, you know, I believe if you do these events where the people are, you can find who you need to, to, to be able to take it around the whole U.S. So mm. that was the idea of it. And we did this event with Publix um, mm. a year and a half ago. Okay. And I'll leave that right there. All right. <laughs> 
Do you believe why I ain't coming to public soon? Hey. <laughs> I'm not saying that it is, but I'm not saying that it ain't. Uh, what, what I am going to say is that uh, I don't see why it can happen. You know, I think we underestimate the power of us. Um, believe Wines is the first like really black-owned wine company in the Bahamas. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a brand that falls under entertainment. Like, you know, it's paradise in a bottle. We're, we represent culture. You know, mm-hmm. we're for the people. You know, we're for the masses. And when you buy from us, it goes back to into us. And so my idea is, this is a marathon for us, and I'm not gonna stop until we take it. You know, global. And as an entertainer, that bottle needs to be on other stages, the way other people have their product in our country marketing it. So, you know, nothing's gonna stop me. The sky's the limit. That makes sense. So during this time, because you started making little uh, appearances in different places between like Philip, Pennsylvania, Florida, mm-hmm. at the was it was that that was a Florida mall where it had like the video had like a million views with you and the lady dancing. Ah, most people don't know that. <laughs> yeah, most payments ain't really even pay attention. I just watch everything, bro. So that was, <laughs> and I'm grateful for you following the journey. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the first BM and artist. They had a million views a couple of times, went over, but I'm grateful for that, at least for the year. So that was Broward Mall. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the lovely team over there, the marketing department, they loved the Bahamas, and it was Caribbean Heritage Month, and they oh, wanted okay. to do something to kind of showcase who we are as a people. And um, my song, Queen, had played, and um, the crowd was just hype. Mm. I ran over to that lady, and... You know, we started vibing and dancing, and then I posted it on my TikTok, and then from my TikTok, I posted it on my IG, and it just skyrocketed. Yeah, you know? It was, I always say, when it comes to viral videos, it's always an element of, you don't know what your work, but it's certain things, combination of things, and hitting the timing where it is, so you could replicate it over and over and over, Mm -hmm. and it might, this video might not burst, but because I kept on doing it, this video hit this number, then all the rest sort of mm-hmm. follow suit mm-hmm. along the way. So when it comes to with the Believe Arm, because I know you had a whole initiative with the whole Bahama Barrel situation yeah. where um, you was going to have more of a spot to highlight Bahamian artists and have more yeah. live performances. Mm-hmm. Obviously, since then, or even probably before then, there have been more places sort of Directed to where we're gonna only have like live Bahamian performances and vines. So what's what's the latest? If with you want to ask me, but the venue, you go ahead. Well, not necessarily the venue, no, but you, you might have to switch the venue. If you want to ask about the party, if you want to ask about the party and hundred thousand dollar fine, this is the platform to ask for it. So if that's where he wants to go, then I, I, you know, I, I, let's just go there. Uh, I'm down. I mean, we ain't necessarily gonna go there. I just want to know if obviously. Things transpired. <laughs> I trying to save him. Hey, let's let's <laughs> you gotta be cool with it, like bro. You really gotta say it. But. Uh, yeah, no, but obviously with that initiative, have you relooked at doing that at other places, especially now that everything has opened back up? You know, yes, mm. but I I didn't like how I was treated for a party that wasn't mine. Mm. You know. Being hauled before the courts um, um, for an event that wasn't mine, um, um, 
you know, the guys, they didn't want to know who body it was. The streets know who body it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a part of my journey, a part of my story. And the reality is I was built to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So the devil could try to stop the vision, but I won't stop. And yeah, I'm going to keep going. And I'm working on some things now that's going to put um, Bahamian artists in a, a, a position to market their, their brands um, to, to everyone that's coming into the country. Yeah. Um, so very, very soon you will see something. The venue's still there as well, and mm-hmm. we're going to use it. We're going to use it in a couple of months. Okay. Because I think that was a great initiative where you have live performances, you have a yeah, nice boy. area. Yeah. So, okay, every other night, oh, you as a baby and earnest, you got to buy. Because mm-hmm. other places have adopted that concept. I've yep. been in a couple where it be, mm-hmm. you know, Bon Vivant or, you know, Taste of Nassau or yep. whatever case. Okay, yeah, we playing music. We're going to have a Bahamian artist headline, da 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 da. We're going to have live performance. You at the farm on Marshall Road. So, that's a thing that's constantly building and building and building, and then they're giving you that feel of now. So back in the sixties and seventies, where that was commonplace. Absolutely. So you know, I I, I think that that's that's why we did it. Mm-hmm. You know, to to create the momentum that needed to to, to put artists um, to the forefront in our own country. Like there's so many shows that happen here, and Bahamian artists aren't able to capitalize. And a prime example, like Lizzo. Yeah. Right, like um, Wyclef was dope out of Atlantis, right? Yeah, I heard about that. I was supposed yeah, to go know, where I had I, I, I plan. <laughs> um, you know, but you would. I, I I'd like to see like, like see we can't like. This is weird because it's the only place in the world where this takes place, mm-hmm. where they'll highlight and brand the hell out of a foreign act mm-hmm. and give the Bahamian act the local uh, or what they call a local act the mm-hmm. smaller level of marketing. Or PR, like, but I don't think people realize that. Hey, listen, if you brand a Bahamian artist and uh, an international artist as one, mm. it sends a different message to the foreigners who are seeing it, and then it also sends a message to the locals that are seeing it. It empowers the locals, you understand, and then it also empowers the foreigners. Oh, he must be a big guy, here. Mm. you know what I mean? Um, if you go to like Africa, you 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 ain't gonna see uh, a foreign artist as the big headliner, mm. and then the African artist is very small. Even if if they the big headliner, the the headline artist is gonna put an emphasis on bringing right. that local right. artist out. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the biggest problem that a lot of and I and I address it now. I have a daughter. I really don't care about you know the way people promoters or anyone see me. My goal is to be able to to do better for the next generation because for 50 years we've allowed things to be a certain way and I don't I, I see Ronnie get his flowers Ronnie died and he didn't get his flowers I see Bahamian they ain't get their flowers yet I'm praying that they get their flowers now mm-hmm. while everyone is alive there were so many Bahamian greats that didn't get their flowers but what I'm saying now is that we, I think we as creatives have to educate these promoters who, who know better mm-hmm. and these hotels who know better to put Bahamian artists to the forefront. But do you know they never do? Like, case in point, right? With Jordan Peele's note, John McKay was in the film to where now everybody know about the old bear mind, but how long we didn't know about the old bear mind. True, so true. that's just it. So true, it's always true. been this thing where 
Foreign gotta bust us first before he get respect yeah. home, bro. Like you know, see, that's that's just weird. that's always been a weird thing to me. Yeah, I sick of that, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like the Bahamas is just like you and foreign, baby. If you live in Nassau on the Bahamas, it's just like you're in foreign. It takes 30 minutes to get to Miami. Yeah. It takes longer for someone who lives in New York to get to Miami than it is for us to get to Miami. Mm. You got tons of Americans that live here. Look at what they're building on Shirley Street, bro. That is a clear indication mm. of the presence of the Americans and the American market. So what I'm thinking needs to happen now is I think the Hamans have to market their product and their music or to their the culture to the world mm. who, who are here in the Bahamas and not just uh, a regatta circuit or yeah. a certain demographic of people. Mm. I also feel like the music that we make has to be able to transcend into any culture, any place, anywhere in the world, mm. you know? Um, and you see it all the time, African music, we singing that like crazy over here. Yeah, you because I think what happened with, particularly with Afrobeats, was it was because the artists... Well, they started performing, being crafting this genre, but then when the artists started to travel to other markets and play it and touch the people there, and then it started, people started to feel, okay, this is a certain kind of vibe, and then other people started stealing it. And then they was like, no, 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 this our thing, this our authentic thing. And then they was like, okay, we can go harder. So with the Wiz Kids and you know the Burner Boys, and it's like we gonna push it hard, and then we gonna start stealing a little bit of yours, the crossover, and then it's just this melting pot that you know. Oh, keep well, on I just going. welcome them to steal more of our music, <laughs> <laughs> but the only way that they're gonna be able to steal our influence is if we present it to them in a way that is palatable. Yeah. And I think now we are at a place where a lot of the music that's coming out of the Bahamas now um, is very, very palatable. It's mm. very, very commercial. It's fun. It it's polished. It's polished. And that's something that um, I think we didn't have because of social media. You know? Yeah, most definitely. So, like, for me, I feel like... Like and once you understand Bahamas, we really don't go crazy over nobody. We don't really celebrate no one. I always just reference when Shaq came out, he drive his bicycle on Maki Street, and nobody cared. Yeah. So once you understand, or DJ that, Khaled driving his no, golf cart on Shirley Street, every, people is honking you and kid yeah. up the like. You know? yeah. But and once you understand the nature of our people, then mm. you know mm. what kind of expectations to set. Mm. And this is why I say Bahamas do support. It's just that sometimes we expect them to freak out over us the way they freak out over the foreign acts. Nah. But there's a way to get them too, you know? I think with Bahamians, you have sustainability with their support. They'll mm. freak out over the foreign act once if they do, and that's it. Mm. You know, and you could look at a fella like Jack Yaw. I mean, he just, they love him, mm. but he like won us. Yeah, because he always used always, to be over here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I started studying the psychology behind the support. Mm. And that's why I used to pick Ronnie Brain to figure out, you know, the do's and don'ts and, and, and what made him so successful locally, you know. I think it's understanding how a niche market works. Because that's what it is. It's true, like, true. let me build a niche. Let me not try to be broad. Let me just apply this to this people and then go from there. So, like, you know. And that's what we do. And that's what we do now. Like, for the first time mm. ever, I am, um, I think... It's, it's, it's now time, right? Mm. So we have our 50th uh, anniversary of independence, you know? Mm. And then it's just a season for Bahamian arts and entertainment and culture. 
And I've just found this real high level of appreciation for, for rake and scream music, for scholar music. Mm. And I just felt like, you know, I just need to put my twist on it. And then once I put my twist and I need to talk to like Wendy and, 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 and Patrice, you know, and, and tell me, let's just try put our twist on it and then talk to Dyson and figure out how he put his twist on all the music. And, and that's how we came up with the pushback rhythm, man. Okay, you know? so who, who actually is the producer of the rhythm? Freddie Godsticks, okay. Aristotle, they're the ones who are behind um, the scenes on mm. the production of the pushback rhythm. You have to get young and old to be able to create this hybrid sound, mm. and, I, and I'm and i very, very much so proud of them and grateful for their contribution to this particular um, sound and project. Okay. So what's the... Because you was um, speaking on, the, I guess, the continued... Speed of this whole rhythm, so it isn't specifically no, no. for carnival, it isn't specifically for the 50th anniversary. Mm. But what is it? What is the end goal of this? And will there be more, especially when it comes down to our the pinnacle of our cultural expression? Is it starts in August and come down to December? So, will there be another rhythm coming down? Absolutely, there's okay, more. okay, there's more, um, and you're gonna get these every year. Okay. So now we're taking, well, to answer the first half of your question, hmm. um, we wanted to make music to fit any time of year. Hmm. Um, my song in particular is for like, it's for regattas, it's for, for carnivals, it's for birthday parties, it's for festivals, it's for anything. Hmm. It's for clubs, it's for whatever you do, or you, wherever you get in the dance floor, if you want to hit the gym, hmm. the song Pushback could get you in there. Hmm. Um, you know, and then Wendy Dyson and Patrice, they're on a very, very commercial. So I definitely say that it's, it's, these songs are designed for uh, a multi-purpose uh, use and not just one particular um, genre of events. Okay, I get I get asked a very interesting question now. Do you think because I was sitting down, right? I was working Nisha Alas's release party a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking in my mind, I was like, it probably would make sense and be advantageous to a BAME artist. Like, yeah, you might dabble with other genres, but every now and again, just make a rake and scrape music because when you perform. And I see how, like, where people really get into, like, it's so high tempo, but it's different. High tempo, so it's almost like have a folk element to it. Like, it'd probably be advantageous for, like, someone that every now and again, yeah, let me just make a raking script. So, what do you think Think about that concept of it? Like, every now and again, as a baby artist, let me make a raking script song. I think ideally we make music for the people. We don't make music for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I've been seeing a lot of lately is there's been a lot of support for the new wave of Bahamian music and culture. And I definitely feel like, you know, the good thing about music is there's no restrictions on what you can create. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I love this Rick and Scrape stuff, man. And I found that we're the only ones doing it. Mm -hmm. And so anywhere in the world that you play and you perform and you perform this, this unique music, you are going to stand out. And that's why it's important to make sure when you write music or you perform anywhere in the world that people, no matter which language they speak, they can connect with your music. Mm. You know, and I say that because when I performed Pushback in Miami a couple of weeks ago, the love was so strong, so mm. strong. And it's always been that way for me and my music because everything that I've created um, has been palatable to an American era or a Caribbean era. Mm. And um, 
um, and, and that won't stop now. And I think more younger artists are going to start to get involved and, and do, do this, this new music because you're seeing, you're seeing um, what a success story could be like. Mm. What do you think about people's appreciation now for live instrumentation? I think that's a, I have a very Boy. part to play with that because how the warmth of the record sound and you having a band performing a vacuum is different Ooh. from playing from like a DJ set or whatever. I was always a track guy, mm. always with DJs. And then probably like two, three years ago, I started really getting into the band music. And I just did a show this week, Wednesday, at the Bay with uh, Shad calling VIP straight live band. Bro, the crowd went crazy. Mm. He was on that floor the whole time. The whole time, dancing. Yeah. And what I like is you can, once you see someone in a vibe, you know what? This is her birthday. Bring down the music for me. Let me sing happy birthday. Yeah. You know, and then you can move from that and you can go into uh, different types of music. You know, if someone's feeling like a, uh, a Tevin Campbell, can we talk? You can make them play the music and we can have a whole karaoke session with the fans and the mm. audience. And I think that's one of the things that I like about um, the live band. It's just the, the feel of it. It's just the flavor. It's the energy. It's just, it's just dope. Because I think that's the epitome of a performer. Because, like, um, you brought up Wyclef earlier. Mm -hmm. I was told that Wyclef was only supposed to be on stage for 30 minutes, and it ended up being a two-hour performance. Mm -hmm. So and people was like, yo, that's the best performance I ever seen. I was like, because he's a veteran, and he know, yeah. all right, I can go. I got a bond. Let's crank something. Let's stop it. Okay, I can shift here, shift that, cover this, cover that. You know, go back crowd interaction, you know. And I think it's an experience that everybody wants because it's feel live. It don't feel this was ready pre-recorded and then just given to me. I feel like a part of this whole experience. And then, you know, that's why I love listening to music with more live instrumentation. Right. And then, you know, it, it just feels more so I I am so with it. I um over the pandemic, even though I was releasing music, I kinda lost my desire to really be out there and be a musician. Like, I, I lost it completely. And I don't know if it was because I shifted my focus to um, the, wine. the wine business, mm -hmm. but, like, literally, I guess because I was seeing love in a different kind of way that I'd never experienced in my life. Mm. After 20 years of doing music, I, I fell in love with that. Mm. Um, and so I, I was putting out music, but my passion had changed. And, man, lately I, I had... The last couple of months, I've been missing the stage. And when I did that show at the Resorts World in New York mm. um, back in August, and then I did the Caribbean Music Festival, and I had DJ Penta with me and dancers and the crowd. We headlined the show, um, and the crowd went bananas over pushback. Mm. And that was like, you know what? I can't drop the ball on this. I got to find that energy to keep going. If I'm believe, I got to believe in myself. And I think it was the first time that I really, I had to take my own advice, the advice I've been giving people all these years to, to stay motivated and be encouraged. Everything is going to change and it's always going to work over the better. And literally, I'm pretty much glad that I did because um, I've been seeing a lot of love. Like we all have been seeing a lot of love um, lately because of the music that we've been releasing and, and and performing, man. I ooh, last night was crazy in the back of Kamaikal, um where I was. Is that on the Kamaika? Um, um yeah. Is that on the farm? No, St. Vincent St. Vincent Road. Yeah. Uh, um, Gourmet Grill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
man, listen, I, I, I let's go in the back there, man. You know more. They had a lot of uh, high end bougie people and thing in the back there. And I no, was, but in these hidden spots is where yeah, people oh, is be, bro. And it was adult friendly, nice food, nice vibe, man. Listen, I touched the microphone, bro. We had a blast. We had a blast, man. <laughs> and I realized like that's the joy in it. Mm. That's the joy for me. That's that's the thing that gives me the appreciation to um, keep doing what I'm doing and stay motivated all the time. Mm. So what you have next as we wrap up this audio um, agenda? There's more music on the way. Mm-hmm. Expanding the Believe Wise portfolio is always going to be something that I do. Um, but I'm just looking forward to all of these performances. Mm. You know, I I am wherever there's a party, wherever someone needs me, I'm there. People can reach out to me on social media, hit me up, let me know where you want the connect, and I'm there. So right now I'm just performing these songs all over the place. I got Pushback. I got Junkanoo Love Story. That's another popular song that I think people are now catching up to. She got the Junkanoo is another popular one. I got a song called Blessings that a lot of people are now learning about. All of these, a lot of these was released during the pandemic, so a lot of people didn't get to really experience them. Live, um, yeah. And then I got this other one called Jiggly. It's <laughs> another rake and scrape. Uh, it's one of those color those uh those old school type you mm-hmm. know songs that I think when people hear boy listen they gonna love that. That's like you know what that is? It's like the you know how you have like the ancient man them type thing. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, some you don't expect to have from Joanne and and, 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 and and that's what we do. That's great. This has been a lovely experience. You know, glad to have this part two on the road to 100. But thank you again for joining us, Julian. No problem. Man. And hopefully we get all the other people. We had, we had a whole big setup. You know, you know people <laughs> Other people coming, they will be here. I'm glad, like, I'm kind of glad they didn't because I really got a chance to talk more about Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still working. That's why it's like, bro, it's straight, bro. You know? I already know where I going to go, you know, change plants. But until next time, folks, we can see y'all later. Peace and love. Yeah, you see.